Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. <laughs> and I am ever so excited to have Jack and Gloria in the studio with me for Movies, Movies, Movies today because I've seen one of the films that's Yay. coming up in two reviews. Gloria, you're going to be reviewing Midsummer. Yes, I am. Very excited Let's about that. Get excited. And Jack, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, I, I, we'll wait for two reviews, but... <laughs> Yay or nay? Oh, honey. Honey, honey, honey. <laughs> it's more complicated than that. Okay, all right. Let's Let's uh, let's take a deep breath here and uh, get into this. Movie news. Okay, so Lana Del Rey has presented a Hollywood Walk of Fame star to which... Oscar-winning director. Yes. Uh, in movie music news, Lana Del Rey presented Oscar winner Guillermo Del Toro, his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Del Toro was won, won Best Director at the Oscars last year for Big Fish and is one of the most famous Mexican directors of all time. Her speech included this, uh, this banger, in a culture of sameness, he's completely himself, which ended all homophobia in the world. FYI, Guillermo del Toro has um, hired also Australian director Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook and the upcoming Nightingale, to direct an episode of his Netflix horror anthology, Ten After Midnight, which I can't wait for. Is there, is there any news on why Lana Del Rey was giving out Hollywood stars? Uh, well, I actually don't know why. Maybe just because she is the essence of Hollywood. I mean, when you think of Hollywood, you think Lana Del Rey and maybe what the future could hold. But also, she's doing a song for his new film, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Ooh. which we might play in yes, the next Yes, we will. Now, first of all, tell me about Harvey Weinstein. He tried to sneak into Italy, but his plan backfired? Yeah, I mean, plane travel should be restricted anyway for everyone, but Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein is officially banned from travelling to Europe where he hoped to meet with Ennio Morricone, one of the most notable film composers. Who's He, he did like a, a bunch of like spaghetti westerns and then Quentin Tarantino was obsessed with him and is still ramming him down our throats. Um, but he wanted to do a stage adaptation of the Italian film Cinema Paradiso, which I know is everyone's favourite film, but Harvey Weinstein produced it in 1990. Um, and yeah, he got banned. They're not letting him into Europe. Right. So did he get did he get banned at in in Italy? Or he before? didn't even make it on the plane. Didn't make it on yeah. the plane. <laughs> not past the TSA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last week we saw the trailer drop for Queen and Slim, and you declared that the Oscars race had officially opened. Who's next out of the gate? Well, Shia LaBeouf's new film, Honey Boy, the race is tighter than Shia's butthole. Ooh, it's once upon a time in Hollywood, but like 10 years ago, instead of 50, based on Shia's own experiences. Stage dad shit, and as an actor, I can't wait. You can't wait. You love actors on screen, being actors, yeah, rather yeah. than acting. Yeah, and I like when they... When they F it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so keep an eye out or an ear out for Honey Boy. We'll probably get two reviews once it comes out, I'd imagine. Uh, we're going to get into that segment up next, Midsummer and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, getting the two reviews treatment on Movies, 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 right after this, Season of the Witch, the new one from Lana Del Rey. You're on Mornings, FBI 94.5. <laughs> to see And when I look in my window So many different people to be They're strange 
so strange It's very strange to me You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch You got to pick up every stitch Lana Del Rey, Season of the Witch from Scary Stories, the new movie from Jack, can you say it? Guillermo del Toro. Who she presented a Hollywood star to. On the Walk of Fame. On the Walk of Fame, as we heard in movie news. Now, we have a double pass, two double pass giveaways to the Queer Screen Film Festival. We're actually going to be interviewing the festival director up next in Sydney Spotlight, but to win one of those double passes, what have you got to do? Just tell us your favourite queer film and be real about it. I would say mine is Tropical Malady, which is a film by a Pong Wurstakor, and it's a film where two 
gay guys fall in love and nothing really bad happens and then it veers off into a fairy tale about a guy getting chased in the forest by a tiger. I liked the movie Blue is the Warmest Colour, but I, I know that's... Is that problematic? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that director's foul, but also, like, <laughs> we can play Licky Lee later. That moment is transcendent. And yes. I think a film doesn't have to be totally unproblematic for you to resonate with it, especially because you're not really spoilt for choice if you're queer. That's mm. it. Glory, do you have a favourite queer <sighs> screen moment? I think mine, mine was um, The L Word, which was on like Channel 7 back in the day. <laughs> Love That's it. Hot. Yeah. And it was because it was hot? Yeah, exactly. Only because it was hot. Mm. Text in yours to 0409-945-945. And if you're an FBI supporter, you could be winning a double pass to go see the Queer Screen Film Festival, any movie of your choice. Cienzo's already texted in. Lana Del Rey is no doubt the most cinematic vocalist. And I will watch any movie that's witchy. Oof. One. <laughs> no, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Okay, Gloria, you're going first for two reviews. Having a look at Midsummer. let's take a listen to the trailer. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? That's a good question. Is it scary? Gloria, what did you think? Well, it's Splendor and Byron meets Survivor meets The Breakup. You've double dropped at the Fezzi and you're wigging out on the come up. (laughs) The only thing you can do is to accept the... Oh, and we're off. Midsummer is a perverse wish fulfillment fantasy where elders earn the right to die. A dance competition is Sophie's choice. Pissing on the ancestral tree is punishable by skinning and pubes in your pie is an invite to the orgy. Feelings of disorientation, euphoria, giddiness and depression are experienced. Visual hallucinations are common. Transient paranoia may occur and perception of time is absolutely bun. The pace and rhythm of the film is hyperventilating by Tammy Chin. Even better, Disturbia by Bad Girl Riri. Seemingly intelligent characters flawed by codependency itches at you. Well, ride the itch because the payoff is well worth the wait. Take a shot for originality. Take another for drug-induced hallucinatory effects and skill, skill skull for being different. <laughs> I may be on I may be on a high, but I'll say it before the come down. Horror film of the year and hash points for not being a reboot, remake or sequel. <gasps> Mother's okay. milk glory. Mother's milk it was. It gave me everything that I needed. It gave me everything and too much. It was it was actually like so traumatic. This film is like I think we like you made it sound really, really fun, but I also have to like warn everyone, like trigger warning everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I forced friends to come and see it with me and then I just felt so bad. The first uh, Oh, horrific, gory thing that yeah. happens. I was like, oh, sorry, everyone. But we're in it now, so nobody <laughs> yeah. leave me. I know. It's like Alenda Botton, you know, like art as therapy where, like, the most horrific thing happens at the beginning and then it just continues being horrific, but you kind of get okay with it or mm. something. And by the end, you're like, cool, I, I can get through that. This is maybe an unpopular <laughs> opinion, okay. but I actually wanted to join the commune at the <laughs> end. <laughs> so did Gloria, boys obsessed. And I'm like, guys, it's eugenics. Like, the director's Jewish. He's being like, we can't do this. Yeah, I just love the inner workings of the commune. Mm. Yeah, me too, kind of. I yeah. kind of get it. Yeah. Okay, oh, so Midsummer, in a word, Gloria. Uh, consequential, you know? The, consequential. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say mother's milk. Mother's <laughs> milk. <laughs> love it. All right, Jack, let's move on. Once upon a time in Hollywood. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. Well, it has been. Uh, 
60s vibes. 60s vibes. What did you think? Quentin Tarantino vibes. Vroom, vroom, beep, beep. Stuck in traffic in LA. The three-hour meta-Western period film where Brad Pitt kills his wife on a boat and everyone laughs is here. Once Upon a Time, Deep Breath in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino's first film not produced by Harvey Weinstein. And the key new thought from new producer David Heyman, who actually did all the Harry Potter movies in Paddington, is a dirty Manson family, family Dakota Fanning. Every elite in this film gets a doppelganger, and hers is a young, smart, Hermione-esque child actor facing old drunks. What happens to women in Hollywood is hinted at, but never really dealt with, because how could it be? QT's subconscious misogyny runs so deep he tried to kill Uma Thurman on set. The ending, don't worry, I won't ruin it, is a history rewrite, but not in the kind of endorphin rush, kill the Nazis where you want. It's boys will be boys essentialism. This film's for rich boys studying philosophy with a framed Reservoir Dogs poster in their room. And like Lena Dunham, who features, Tarantino's being honest, but that doesn't make him right. I had a feeling you weren't going to like this one. I, like, actually kind of like it. Like, isn't that crazy? It's like, there's something about it where it's like, okay, this is, like, a work of art because he's engaging with me too. It's not like he's just not engaging with popular culture and he's not having sort of a point of view but it's just like it's almost this acceptance that like his version of Hollywood that kind of Clint Eastwood you know like destroy the left um, sort of destroy all women point of view is what has prevailed in Hollywood for like years and years and years so there's an awareness of that it's an awareness of that but it's also not like he's not trying to change it he's kind of still victorious and it just leaves you with this like disgusting feeling in the pit of your stomach he's looking you in the eyes while he's doing it yeah he's like looking in he's like Gaspar Noéing you like with his dick out being like eat it you know like it's just (laughs) horrible we're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood the new Quentin Tarantino film Gloria what would you give it in a word in a word uh in a word in a word it's definitely nostalgic like i yeah. think there's yeah yeah <laughs> i was like mm-hmm, i yeah. know i mean it says a lot that all the women who don't speak in it are so more much more interesting than leo sure, or brad pitt sure. i'd rather i'd rather so follow boring. their plot line than anything else yeah definitely mm. and what would you give it in a word jack oh hell um being there been there. Okay. Well, this is Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings, FBI 94.5, and we asked you to text in a minute ago to win double passes to go see anything you like at the Queer Screen Film Festival. Joel in Preston said, don't you know I'm a cheerleader? And then said, Love. sorry, but I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. Oh. I know there was a meme earlier which was like, the most confusing thing in the world is that Natasha Leon and Darren Chris are both straight. Natasha Leon is the star of But I'm a Cheerleader, which is one of the most underrated movies of all time. Go see it right now. Well done, John. Well, text in your favourite queer film and you could be winning a double pass to the Queer Screen Film Festival if you're an FBI supporter. This is Flying Lotus with Yellow Belly featuring Tierra Whack.
My shoes are untied. My shoes are untied. Are you a spy, mister? Playing Lotus and Tierra Whack on Yellow Belly. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies Mornings. FBI 94.5 Cienzo texts in their favourite queer film, Rafiki. Hmm, okay. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. And joining myself, Film Awards, Gloria and Jack for Sydney Spotlight is Lisa Rose, the festival director of the Sydney uh, Queer Screen Film Festival. Yes, that is it. I am it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into this film festival, I have to ask you about the time that you made a pink shelved queer section in a blockbuster. I did. It was the blockbuster uh, on uh, Enmore Road in Newtown. In the, early two, in the early two thousands, uh, and I um, used the uh, we had some pink promotional shelves for Legally Blonde, and then after we finished Legally Blonde, I took those pink shelves and I made a bay um, in the art house section that I just put all of the queer films in because we had such a population of queer people in in Newtown who wanted to rent those movies. And and Blockbuster being a franchise, franchises being a little bit rigid sometimes. Was there anyone who was like, oh, you can't do that? No, they were actually really supportive um, of 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 having it. We we they ended up happening. I think in the. Um, I think there was a store in Fitzroy in Melbourne who did it as well after we did it. Um, we did; they didn't give us signage, so it was just the pink was the one thing that we were allowed to do. And they were they were actually in it. Oh, rest, rest the soul. <laughs> of Blockbuster. I worked in Blockbuster on Summer Hill. It's did so you? sad. It is. I loved my job at Blockbuster. Hot tip: you can actually rent DVDs from the library, and they have the little rainbow yeah. sticker. Most of the ones that are. Oh. 
queer film. So it's actually so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about this Queer Screen Film Festival. What is one of the movies that you're really looking forward to? What's it about? I am really looking forward to our opening night film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, um, which won the Queer Palm at Cannes. It just um, screened at the Melbourne International Film Festival um, and Twitter lit up um, about it. Um, so it's an incredibly romantic um, film from France. Um, it's set in the 18th century and it is just beautiful and uh, sexy as hell. Mm. Awesome. Well, we have double passes to give away to the Queer Screen Film Festival. So if you text in your favourite queer film to 0409 945 945 and your name, you could be heading along to any of the movies that you are showing. Tell us about the free screening that you're doing. Yeah, so on the 15th of September, um, it's Sunday, 12 o'clock um, at Sydney Park. We are doing a 30-year anniversary free outdoor screening of The Little Mermaid. Is that a queer film? Well, Ursula is based on Divine from the John Waters film. So, ah, yeah, it's a queer film. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's part of our... <laughs> we do, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. We do it, uh, it's thanks to the City of Sydney, and we do it as a um, an event for Rainbow Families and for the wider community to come down. And there's a uh, face painters and a barbecue and all that sort of stuff. So it's always... We've been doing it, I think, for the last four years in September, and it's a really fantastic event, and we just always pray that it doesn't rain. What's your favourite thing about The Little Mermaid? Oh, God... Um, jeez. Were you just saying you didn't even hadn't even seen it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Screw <laughs> Disney. We don't I'm need like... any more promotion for Disney. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I've never. I did watch the first three minutes the other day, and then I thought, why don't I save it and watch yeah. it with the community outside? We're chatting with Lisa Rose, the director of the Queer Screen Film Festival, hitting Event George Cinemas on the 18th of September, running through till the 22nd. What else is coming up on the bill? How? How? What? What's the range of movies? Is yes, there we've got 29. We've got 29 films: um, narrative, features, shorts, and documentaries. Um, and one of the the, one, the ones that I'm super excited about is a double feature that we're doing on a Saturday night. There's a, um, a documentary called "You Don't Know Me," which is a, a film that's been made um, by a guy who's a super fan of the the cult classic Showgirls and he made this film that just analyses um, why it is such a cult favourite and how how terrible it is but also how amazing it is and it is hilarious and then we're showing uh, the 4K digital restoration of Showgirls immediately after it. Oh, there is like an avid fan base that I know of that are obsessed <laughs> yeah. with Showgirls including yeah. our house. Yeah. I love that movie. It is the best worst movie ever made. Yeah, totally. Which is just like all films that queer people love which yeah, is like there's absolutely. no such thing as bad or good it's just like sexy or not my first ever um, experience with Queer Screen the organisation was actually just after I moved to Sydney in the early 2000s I went to a fundraiser screening um, for Queer Screen and it was of Showgirls and somebody started a slow clap in um, <laughs> in one of the sex scenes like the pool sex scene like the dying dolphin it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. one of my greatest cinema going experiences and I would like to recreate that slow clap Come Saturday, the 21st of September. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Lisa Rose, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about it. You're welcome. And Jack and Gloria, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in as our guest film lord, Gloria. Thank you so much, guys. I had so much fun. We're going to have links to everything you've heard about on Movies, Movies, Movies up on the program page, fbiradio.com after the show. Still to come, we have music from... Uh, Jessica Jade, and this right now is Talakai. Me, you, them, us comes with a language warning. You're on mornings. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.